What is up, y'all? We've been away. We we've taken our 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 OSHA mandated ninety day hiatus. Our federally mandated ninety day hiatus. And uh, a lot of stuff has happened. A lot of things have gone down in the pop culture space, and we feel like we want to come on and talk about it. Madam Web tanked. We got it totally. Madam Web and Aquaman tanked. Tanked. Aquaman in the fish tank. God damn it. Right off rip. Not even not even wasting any time. Teeves, are are you back? I, I think you're just back. You know, a lot of people have been asking me that question. Here we go. Here it comes. And, and up until now, I really haven't had a lot of time to think about it. But uh yeah. I'm thinking I'm back. It's Teeves, it's Kid Phoenix, we're we're back, it is the month of February, it is Black History Month, and uh, Teeves, happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month to you. Have you been, have you, have you put out the uh, customary Black History Month decorations? Uh, I have not, because such things don't exist. What uh, are you talking about? What do you mean? All I can do is like take out the christmas lights and then put them up in black in a red green and yellow colors that's about all what are you talking about no red black and green lights on the house and uh black power fists in the windows uh black power fists in the windows correct for black history month i'm going to see krs1 this week very exciting very exciting krs1 one of the most prolific and important MCs in the history of hip hop one of the so, most decorated MCs in the history he is of actually hip-hop. not decorated it is shameful the lack of the flowers lack of this decoration. dude gets yeah. so uh and very so- happy that i can at least give him a, a good portion of my money where's that show at uh it, why would I, I i don't they didn't give us any money dude why am i going to fucking no, I'm just wondering I, that where you venue. have to travel. Hell no. <laughs> I'm just wondering where you have to travel for this. It is in San Diego. Oh, so okay. uh <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like Long Beach or something. It is not in Long Beach. If it was in Long Beach, I would not be going. I mean, don't get don't get me wrong. I love Long Beach. Uh, we just lost all of our Long Beach listeners. I God love damn it. <laughs> hey, no fucking way. I will never. I will ride hard for the port of Long Beach. It's just oh, a little man. bit far to go for a show on a weekday. <laughs> tough <laughs> so we're we're back it is teeves and kid phoenix that's teeves obviously and i'm kid phoenix uh portion of the broadcast the timeline like we said a lot of stuff happened in 90 days a lot of shit goes down in 90 days uh where where do we even begin because there's been so much that's been released things news that came out movies that you instant that you referenced before tanking and just not doing great what do you want to start with the good or the bad i like to take the good with the bad okay so i say we start we got to start with the big two 
So what happened? Um, a little movie called The Marvels came out while we were away. Did you watch that? I did not. <laughs> uh, so since you didn't watch it, I can I feel like I can comment on it since I watched it. Uh, the Marvels was mid. It was fine. I think people shat on it unnecessarily. I get it. Marvel has not had a good track record of late. So I am in the interest of watching good Marvel movies that I can just have a good time with. And that's what I did. I didn't go to the theater to see it or anything like that. Uh, it was released on uh, Disney Plus and I watched it and I enjoyed it. It was fine. The interactions between Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel, I think the family dynamic of the three of them together worked. And it was just, it was just fun. That's fine. Um, I do think the biggest thing that I've heard, and I've not seen it, so you know, take whatever I'm saying with a pillar of salt. But one of the problems that not a grain, just a whole ass salt. When one of the things that I have heard and I can concur with after having seen the first movie is that Brie Larson does not really have, she's not really bringing a lot of personality to the role like um she's kind of just i don't know stiff or wooden out there and that's a lot to do with the character but i still think i mean look there's no character that's more stiff or wooden than thor and look at yeah. what helmsworth was able to do with that as soon as they uncorked him and let him do his thing so um that was also coming out when captain marvel was debuting there was a whole lot of she's playing this character super stiff it doesn't seem like she's into the role so what is she even doing here she's just collecting a check that kind of stuff you know mm -hmm. which i'm sure but you know at the same time if you are part of a story that's not captivating or exciting to you in some way then that might affect it a little bit i like, will again ms the the Captain Marvel movie is no better or worse than any of the other Marvel movies. It's just true. Brie Larson wasn't uh, displaying the same level of charisma as, say, an RDJ or a uh, Helmsworth or even uh, Chris Evans. So, like, or or even Tom Holland, like. or even um, Ant Man. Doctor Strange, don't get me wrong, is one of the more complicated characters, but Benedict Cumberbatch plays that like to a T, and it's enjoyable uh, to watch him do it. I don't know. I couldn't get into the second movie, so Marvel has a Marvel has a problem. They have a big what to do now after our big guys are gone problem, and and we've talked about this where they just don't have a central figure anymore, and they're just trying to force spider-man down everybody's throats but i don't know if that's not i don't know if that's necessarily working so they get they gotta they gotta they're going through an identity crisis that's what it is all right well speaking of them having a central figure let's talk about some something that that was announced okay fantastic four has been announced the cast was announced the plot, so to speak, was announced. Apparently, this is a movie that's being set in the 1960s. Makes sense. Does make sense. But how do we bring this into 
actually, I shouldn't be writing the movie like that. I shouldn't be doing that. Like, what are the benefits for having the Fantastic Four set in the 60s as opposed to uh, just throwing them right into the MCU nonsense that exists right now? Well, the problem is that the Fantastic Four, as written, are kind of a creature of the 60s. They're, they kind of feature a family dynamic that is very much the traditional not well traditional is the wrong word the mm, the, the idea the idea of the nuclear family the idea of the 1950s and early 60s ideal of the family okay. a central male father figure who runs everything a mother who is supportive and uh and you know, two rambunctious boys yeah. that get into trouble and have hijinks. Um, I think you could, I think if you set that movie, it's like you couldn't do Mad Men with today's, in today's. Um, Probably not. Climate. It has, it has to be set in the 60s. And the fact that it's set in the 60s is kind of what makes a lot of things important and i think it's the same wing same way with fantastic four now eventually they're going to have to roll them into the modern mcu i don't know how they do that i mean it's it's the fantastic four there's going to be some time travel shenanigans i'm sure the issue is how do you do that and not make it seem like oh you just that's just captain america you guys just did the same thing but this is what i will say about the choice to set it in the 60s the fact that this allows the Fantastic Four movie to stand on its own. There's no connection to the greater MCU until the movie ends. From start to finish in Fantastic Four, you can concentrate solely on the Fantastic Four and True. get them completely, completely set up. True. All the context, all of the story and explanation of who these characters are, why these characters are the way that they are and then how they interact with each other i think you have to establish that first i think that's very important for the fantastic four movie so in that regard i think marvel did a good job on that decision making because if you're throwing them into the modern mcu then you have to account for everything that has happened you have to explain to them what the snap was and what the multiverse is no now that it's set as a standalone by itself, the first movie, this is going to be a good chance, not necessarily for like a soft reboot, but kind of like a palate cleanser of the multiverse and the snap and everything else. This will give them a chance to do what we've been praying for them to do for a long time, which is just like, just make a good movie, bro. Just make a good movie. Just make bro. a good movie. It does not have to, like, I need to be invested in the movie more for the movie itself, not just for the post-credit sequence, okay? I really need a good Fantastic Four movie. Also announced Deadpool 3, aka Deadpool and Wolverine now. Oh, I guess they're it has been announced. We knew for and we knew about it for we knew a while. It was coming, just, but the yeah. trailer dropped. How how did you feel when you saw the trailer? If you watched the trailer, you know I'm not the biggest fan of Deadpool the character or the movie series or the whatever. Um, it's fine. It looked like it's going to be another one of those. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Um, if you're into it, then you'll like it. But if you're not into it, you may not 
be down with it. Um, I don't know how much my my problems with Deadpool are bigger than what can be covered on this podcast right now. So circle back to that. Let's just say, um, you know, it's fine if you like either of the Deadpool movies. Then this looks like it'll probably just be more of that, and that's fine. And Deadpool and Wolverine allegedly is going to serve as a swan song for the entirety of the Fox Marvel universe. So I, if, if that's the plan, then cool. Awesome. There's a lot of slate cleaning happening, especially with, because I feel like the end of Loki could, could conceivably be an end point for the whole multiverse series story. Um, and it looks like we're going to start something new with Fantastic Four, which I'm all for. Uh, let's get into some other things. So, some not so good stuff. Uh, Madam Web, good gravy. I don't. After seeing all the reviews and hearing everybody talk about it on the Twitter sphere, I just wow Sony. One thing I read just said. I don't know how Sony made a movie worse than Morbius, but God damn it, they did. And that's saying something because seen... Morbius is pretty bad. I haven't seen Morbius, and I have not seen Madam Web. But here's my problem. Here's my here's the problem, Sony. Sony, listen to me. Uh, Sony's on camera three. Sony. <laughs> there are plenty of really good Spider-Man stories featuring non-Spider adjacent people like non-peter parker people plenty of great stories i i can let me just suggest the spec the superior foes of spider-man as a fantastic story that you could adapt and make into some kind of movie it's so basically to break down superior foes of of spider-man Spider-Man has a lot of A villains. He also has a lot of B and C villains. And what if all the B and C villains decided, hey, we're going to try to get together and take him out. But like they're kind of losery. So like (laughs) they just kind of live in like crappy apartments and like are like kind of like crappy at being criminals. (laughs) Let's see that. It's like Suicide Squad, except they all kind of suck. (laughs) That's like a comedy that I would watch. Exactly. Like there's so much stuff and i understand you did you did venom it was whacked out it went it was like totally over the top and it worked and that's fine that's not going to work in every case no and you need to figure it out okay you need to like not i understand you need to keep making movies to keep the rights but like not but sony not like this come on come on sony I was talking to a couple of uh, fellow uh, enthusiasts at a uh, comic book shop uh, not too long ago. And one of the suggestions they had was, okay, so you can't use Spider-Man as the main focus of your universe, but you want to stay in that universe to keep the rights. What about Black Cat? That was that was the suggestion that was that was given. There should be um, there probably should be a Black Cat, although it's hard to make her work. Uh, it's hard. First of all, it's hard to make Black Cat work and not have people go like, "This is just a Catwoman ripoff." Because it kind of is just a Catwoman ripoff. Kind of is just a Catwoman <laughs> ripoff. But at the same time, if it's that's like the perfect—I don't know if it's well, 
perfect is probably too hyperbole laden for such an idea but if you're trying to stay in the spider-man universe and make money with the spider-man universe without spider-man you kind of have to go to characters like black cat because um, a lot of black cat's villains are also spider-man villains so there was a lot of talk of um not so much black cat but more like well here's an idea this is not this is not a great idea but it's an idea it's something they could do um there is something called the clone saga so you could easily just get a ben riley going in the sony verse yeah. and have peter parker for the uh mcu um it's kind of lame but um this is the other thing that was suggested but i don't know rights wise sony could do this with spider-man right mm -hmm. does marvel have just peter parker or do they have all spider-man like for example could sony branch off and just say hey we're just going to concentrate on live action miles morales i don't know the ins and outs of the contract i've never heard of the ins and outs of the contract but that is an interesting loophole if that is something that exists i don't know that that is i i think sony is precluded from doing anything live action with any spider man <laughs> okay see we can we can check the taste on that we can check the facts on that but if that's the case and sony could theoretically do something with a live action miles morales number one why haven't they done it already but two it would make sense why they've done the uh spider-verse movies because they have to do animated spider-man yes and speaking of the spider-verse movies um did you hear this thing a while ago that the spider-verse team approached dc about doing a batman beyond movie and dc I, was like I no of course i did dc was I'm like all, no i'm all in on any batman no. beyond related news what, and when DC, i heard that you not like money Warner, what is shit. the matter? What are you doing, Warner? What? Oh, my God. Batman I don't Be even like Batman Beyond, and I would show up this for that. This is true. This is facts. Teeves does not like Batman Beyond at all. He like thinks it. it's a terrible idea. That should I don't not think it's a terrible idea. It's just like whatever. Like, okay, great. <laughs> Teeves does not like Will Ferrito. I liked him on Boy Meets World. <laughs> uh okay so do we get into the other tank or do we talk about some more good shit uh let's talk about some more tanking all right come on did you even before i even asked mm -hmm. did you even see aquaman did you have any interest in seeing Aquaman? i watched the first one i liked it this <laughs> this one is like uh i don't know bro I'm just saying. I don't know, bro. You know, you know, our friend Woobie listens to this podcast, and she is a particular fan of Jason Momoa. So all I'll say is, you have to watch what you say. So yeah, I don't have any problems with Jason Momoa. He was out here doing Jason Momoa things, doing what he was supposed to be doing. Um, it's the story was just crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know, like. Yes, that can probably work for one movie, but like for multiple, for like more than one, I don't know. I just don't think you can keep your 
that same level of whack of wackadoo <laughs> going on. I feel like that's a problem that DC has had with their movies for a long time. Just the fact that a lot of them are just, I just feel like they're longer than they need to be. And they're more complex than they need to be. Does that, does that make sense? Is, am I making any sense with that at all? Uh, yes. Like it's Batman. Like you don't have to, you don't have to do too much with that. It's Aquaman. You don't have to do too much with that. You know, it's yeah. a simple, it's a simple A to B. You're just going from here to there with the characters, and you don't. I don't need the the multiple stops along the way. Just straight line storytelling, DC. That's all I. That's all anybody ever wanted from you guys. But you're over here. You're doing the main story like it's like it's Red Dead Redemption or Grand Theft Auto. But no, I. We got to do this side mission. We got to do that side mission. We got to get all the. We got to get all the XP. It's like it's all unnecessary. Right, time out. Time out. <laughs> So yeah, there's no need to do all the extra shit. I just want a straight line a straight line movie with a clear beginning, middle, end. Like they're trying oh. to do the story with they're trying to weave his brother in there and it's just it was just it was all too much. It was all too much. That's been their whole problem all along. They've never been able to just tell one straight story. It's always been like well, we have to get our universe going, so uh, yeah, let's throw and, everything in here right now. And that's fine, but you don't have to do your entire universe in one movie, which is why you know Justice League had many problems, but that was one of them. They rushed to Avengerize their fucking universe. Hmm. If that I'm using Avenger, I'm using Avengers as a verb. That's happening. There have been a lot of positives, a lot of good stuff that was released or talked about in our hiatus that we're going to get into. But let's take a quick breather. We'll get into two things that we are most excited for, probably. Well, Teeves is definitely most excited for one. I'm more excited than I should be for another one. And then we'll we'll give out some wrecks. We'll give out some wrecks, some stuff that we watched. So yeah, come on back. We're back. It's Teeth and Kid Phoenix. It's the pop culture update going into the second half of series three. Back after these words. We are back. It is the Teams and Kit Beans podcast. We're just doing some pop culture updates, some things that came out, some things that were announced, some things that we're looking forward to. Uh, real quick, some quick hitters that I didn't mention in the first part. Echo also released. I don't know if you have any thoughts. I thought Echo was it was fine. It was okay. It was a nice way to reintroduce everyone to Vinny Donfrio's Kingpin. Solid. Daredevil showed up for like Vinny? Yeah, Vinny Donfrio. Uh say his name again. (laughs) Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio. That's what I said. Give it the proper respect. (laughs) For God's sake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Vinny D. My bad. Uh Daredevil was in the first episode for all of like five minutes and that made me happy and all the Daredevil heads happy. I don't know if you checked out Echo at all. Did you watch an episode of it? Not one episode. 
I will say that the representation of the uh, the deaf anti-hero, so to speak, I think that was really good. And then all the Native American uh, highlights and representation there also done pretty well. Um, you know, it's I am not at liberty to say what they got wrong or right. That's not for me. But I, I think they did a pretty good job with all of that, me personally. Well, I haven't, having not watched it, I can't really comment. All I will say is, <laughs> if the best thing you can say about a show is, well, they really nailed the, uh, they really nailed the representation. Probably not the best. Listen, that's nothing <laughs> to sneeze at these days. It's, you listen, know it's nothing to sneeze at, but still, if it is the thing you're hanging your hat on, <laughs> probably not the best news for your show. X-Men 97. Yes. Any, any thoughts about that announcement? Um, well, since I saw X-Men in 97, I mean, Jesus not Christ. really. Uh, I mean, I, although you I do... You know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. Although, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm just happy that, you know... In who this... is this for? Is this just for, like, me? It's Well, it's for I me, really too, have to I see... watch the cartoon. I really got to, I, I know, but when I say me, I mean people that watched the cartoon in the 90s. Okay. Does, 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 this, does this register for anyone like younger than 35? Does anyone under 35 give a shit? I don't that's, know. I, I say that's a poll that we could run. If you were born after the year, what, 2000? Is this something that's really on your radar? That's that's a solid poll that we should probably run. Yeah. Um, I'm just happy that uh, my boy Bishop is in the trailer. I get more Bishop animated action. That's always good for me. I don't understand why you ride so hard for fucking Bishop, but fine. Great. I also ride super hard for Star Trek Discovery. As we all know, we got a trailer the other day for season five, the final season. I'm completely hype about it, even though it's Kind of sad that we will no longer have a show featuring one of the best methods of trans warp drive in the history of Star Trek. Now you're just trying to aggravate me. And like, I'm not, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not taking the bait. I will not be Come baited. On, it's right there. It's the bait I is will right not there. be it's right there on the hook. Not just gonna happen. It. All right. Fine. Not doing it. <laughs> um, also, so let's just, let's just do it. Let's just get into it right now. It is one of our most treasured and appreciated and loved franchises. They have a new movie coming out March 22nd. It is Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. I I liked Afterlife more than you did. And I was incredibly hopeful that we would get a sequel where they all go back to New York or something. And that is what is happening here. And I got to say, I'm pretty hyped for this fucking movie. I love the original villain idea, bringing everybody in, not just the Finn Wolfhard uh, Ghostbusters, but also the classic Ghostbusters that we all know and love. And I'm excited to see what happens with this collection of ghosts and ghost busting material. I'm super excited. I'm going, I'm probably going to go twice opening weekend. The same as with X-Men 
97. Who is this? Okay. I don't know. First of all, I'm very concerned because I think all the best reveals are in the trailer. And I don't think there's going to be anything left for the actual movie. Like, You think so? Really? Yes, I do think so. I okay. think the fact that the original Ghostbusters are in it, I think that um, Janine is in uniform, as is stated in the trailer. Um, even even Walter Peck. You can't even save Walter Peck for the movie theater. Yeah. That's got to happen in the trailer. Yeah, like, okay. Um, I'm starting to see what you mean, and my worry is starting to rise a little bit too. So thank you for that. Like, again, I hope this one is. I hope this. I hope they remember to make it funny. Afterlife had some funny moments. Again, I think Paul Rudd is probably the best thing they could have done for this new crop of Ghostbusters. I would um, agree. Paul Rudd is the thing that when he's there it's like oh this is going to be funny this is going to be good but again the thing with the kids you you're not the biggest fan of stranger kid stranger things meets ghostbusters you are on record with that yeah i just again i think the, i don't understand what this is for i think the kids were brought in to bring in a bunch of new fans and i don't know that there's anybody that was like Hey, I didn't really like Ghostbusters, but then Finn Wolfhard was there, so all of a sudden I love them now. Like I don't know that that person exists. Like, I, so I think this is just my theory, but I think that's why they cast Finn Wolfhard based on the popularity of Stranger Things. They're just like, okay, we have this actor who has a built-in fan base. Let's bring him into this franchise, and then maybe we'll get little sprinkles of that fan base to get into the Ghostbusters lore. Maybe. That that would that would be the explanation of that thought process as it pertains to my way of thinking. Um it's possible. Um, and it does make sense cuz Hollywood does that shit all the time. Like there's this hot actor in this hot a IP and they just want to put him in everything just to bring in fans of that actor. You're definitely seeing that with Pedro Pascal because he's in like everything. Pedro Pascal is in a lot of stuff, but uh, Pedro Pascal is a good actor. Pedro Pascal is a good actor. We're not. I'm. We're. I'm not dunking on Pedro Pascal. He's charismatic. He's he's very lovable. He's uh, charismatic, as Rumble would say. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Paul. I do agree with you that. I think now that I think back on the trailer, there are some things that probably could have been left in the just the movie. Yeah, that's like what I'm saying. Reveals. Like, okay, like, here's 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 what I can here's what I can remember being in the trailer just off the top of my head. Okay, Venkman, Melnitz in uniform, um, Walter Peck, Walter Peck, the library ghost, the library ghost, Slimer, <laughs> like nothing, like okay. You don't have to like save a little for the bedroom, you guys. You don't have to put it all <laughs> out on the street, you know? Jesus. We're going there. Okay. But you're still optimistic, so to speak. You'll still go to see it, right? I will go to see it. I went to see Afterlife. But again, it just feels like it just feels like this is again just another attempt to cash in on nostalgia and 
That's the age we live in, unfortunately. I don't love it. I don't I, love that. <laughs> speaking of cashing in on nostalgia, hey man, Dune, it's coming. Part two is on. Part two is imminent. That's part not, two is on the horizon. That's not necessarily cashing in on nostalgia. That's just like saying we uh we tried this once, didn't go great. A lot of people didn't enjoy it. We're gonna try this again, and this time we're gonna get it right. So I feel like that's what's happening. And I'm here for it. I like Dune. I think the thing that listen, Dune, the re-release of the 2021 version came out for a week in early February and made 30 million. Yeah. So people there's a there people are ready for Dune and, and Dune uh, content. And I think this is gonna be big. If you have any if you have any Chalamet stock, if you have any Dune stock, if you have any uh any kind of investment in this whatsoever, get in it. I get would, on to it. I would just like to say, Teves has been holding on to Dune stock since 1987. Okay, Teves was a young man, and he bought all of the David Lynch, Dune, all the stock. He he bought stock in everything. So now now I know why you have a valet. And uh, a, a course on, and uh, all, all these all these things that you put so much financial stock in because you have you have the money to do such things. Uh, actually, I do not. I've been holding <laughs> on to my Dune stock since 1984, and I'm I'm not ready to cash out yet. <laughs> Dune is a nerd hole for me because I wasn't wasn't in my it wasn't in my zeitgeist. Even when I was a teenager, it wasn't in my zeitgeist, d despite the fact that our father had, like, the two-tape VHS version. I'm sure he did. And he watched that shit, like, all the fucking time. I'm taking Dad to see Dune Part 2 uh, the Sunday that it comes out. I watched Dune Part 1 again yesterday, and I immediately called Teeves and said the same thing that I did when I saw watch it the first time. What's all this over cinnamon? And he explained it to me like I was a kindergartner, and I definitely get it now. In a dystopian future where there are no robots or technology, there's all the space travel, the spice is a way for people to gain intelligence, gain know-how, and there's just one planet that has all of it, so of course everybody's gonna want to go over go to war over this. I get it. I understand it now. Now that I understand the story, I can enjoy it a lot more. And I'm actually hyped for Dune Part Two. Perfect. Look, that's all it takes. Just you gotta be able to sit down, break explain it down things like to people like, like they're morons. Yeah. And uh, yeah, ex exactly. Maybe not with the use of morons, but like. Bring no, like more like literally people that have just been born <laughs> or have been dropped on their heads repeatedly. Um well we won't get into that. Um literally low IQ individuals. Stop. <laughs> you're, you're why are you trying to piss everybody off right away? Um let's talk about some stuff that we actually watched over the break and things that we would recommend to people. If 
you have not seen Blue Eye Samurai on Netflix, get on that. I am so happy I got on that. That is a great animated show set in feudal Japan, and the animation is spectacular. The story is very interesting, how it's a nomadic, quote-unquote, orphaned samurai persecuted for having for for being a mixed race japanese samurai hence the blue eye samurai title the story is fantastic the animation is wonderful and the the fight scenes and all of those types of weaving in absolutely incredible it just it just reminded me of you know just classic anime stories with the just complex stories but simple and easy to follow um yeah exactly like <laughs> i haven't seen it um oh you should i get on that i have multiple people trying to shepherd my journey into anime it is going okay um i'm i'm trying i'm i'm trying to give it a legit chance so what you're saying is that there is potential for Tease and Kit Phoenix versus anime podcast later down the line. Oh, that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> um, but uh, sure, Blue Eye Samurai se seems like it's great. One of the things that I would like to say that is something that I got into over the hiatus is uh, Reacher on Oh, Amazon talk about Prime. it. I was hoping you would get into this. Holy shit. You, um, go ahead. Get in there. Get all in there I with mean, that reaching. It's not look, it's it's super dumb. I mean, it's not dumb, but it's just like it's not complex. It's not about a, a bad man doing bad things. It's just like it's basically any Schwarzenegger movie, but you make a series out of it. Like a big, super tough army big dude comes dude, to town yeah. and just starts fucking shit up. And people are like, what are we going to do? This giant dude is fucking shit fucking up. Shit what can up. we do? <laughs> um, So yeah, just like if you like 80s action or even just action or just super duper simple storytelling. And that's not a knock. It's not a knock. Simple um check it out i suggest you check it out alan alan richson richson who plays jack reacher fan fantastic fantastic portrayal of this character mm -hmm. uh we have two seasons done already they're working on three right now the the cast and the story they're they're one-offs you don't necessarily have to watch season one to appreciate season two although it doesn't hurt but Teeves got me into Reacher, and I, I ate that shit up. And when I told him I was starting to watch season two, he was just like, just wait for it. Rocket launcher. I was like, wait, hold on a second. Wait a minute. I've already seen him use classic army weaponry with, you know, the Desert Eagle, which is ridiculous. But then he brought rocket launcher to the table. I'm just like, let's go. I'm in. Yeah. More more Oscar Finley in season three though. More Oscar Finley. More I need eh. more Mal I need more Malcolm Goodwin in my life. I think we're good. I think <laughs> we're actually okay. Speaking of Amazon, I don't know if you watched this or not. I, I don't know if it was something that was in your zeitgeist, but Mr. and Mrs. Smith 
on Amazon Prime. I think yeah, I trying, watched it. We kind of <laughs> talked about this, and we both had the same opinion. It didn't need to have Mr. and Mrs. Smith behind it to be a good show. It would have been a good show if it was titled anything else. That's true. Um, but also, I think by calling it Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you can dispense with the necessity of explaining what Mr. and Mrs. Smith is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. If, if it wasn't called Mr. and Mrs. Smith, they would have to take a whole like two or three episodes just explaining what this was but like since that movie exists and we kind of understand a little bit what they're going for then um then yeah okay i hear that that makes sense i i did love the fact that the plot that they chose they did it straight from the start where donald glover's character was introduced to his wife And they just go from there, not knowing each other, like, at all, ever. I thought that was an interesting choice, and I think it worked. Yeah. Um, Again, the show is good. It has moments. It drags a bit, but uh, I think overall it's worth a watch. It drags a bit in the middle, but it's still a very good watch. Yeah. Uh, around uh, Around the episode where they're in Italy, that's where I'm just like, uh, okay, can we move this along a little bit? But that's that's where we are right now, coming back from our 90-day hiatus, our federally mandated 90-day hiatus that we take every year. We are we are back. More podcasts are on the way, and more plans are on the way. We're getting we're getting we're getting our uh, con schedule figured out. Uh, Teebs is attending, or he did attend a uh, black artist event that went well he debuted a new print uh it's up on the website if you are interested at tbroyster.com wondercon is on the way and then san diego comic-con is a couple months out are you going to wondercon this year yeah i'll be at wondercon can i announce the furniture that you have at san diego comic-con or should we hold that the furniture the furniture uh sure teebs for the first time in his professional artistic career oh Oh, no, you know, okay, fine. He has, he will have a table, a freaking table at San Diego Comic-Con. I don't know how he's going to decorate it. I don't know what he's doing with it other than selling merch. Mm -hmm. But uh, he will be out there and I will be, uh, (laughs) I will be requisitioned to, man and watch the table at certain points during con so that you know teams can eat go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. view other panels so it's it's teams's table but kid phoenix will also be in attendance at con working the teams merch peddling that sweet sweet teams merch yes (laughs) until then podcast on the way like subscribe follow wherever you listen to our fine program i am on twitter slash x at adil royster i'm also on blue sky same name the show is on x at teams and kid versus the show will be on blue sky momentarily still trying to get teams on blue sky but the fact that it is now open to all which is fantastic you don't need the beta codes anymore 
So let's get this blue sky thing happening, Siege. All right. Because the the, the people want to talk to you. I'm sorry. It's no, true. they don't. Nobody wants to true. talk to me. Everybody wants to talk to you on Facebook, Nobody wants to know. on Instagram. No. They're wondering where you are. I, I keep telling like he might be on Truth Social still. I'm not sure. But he's only on uh, no, no, he is not on Truth Social. In Thieves fact, he's only on Truth Social to spy and report back all of the nonsense. That is correct. That's why he's on Truth Social. But he's not really communicating with folks. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Until next week, we are going to get out of here for now. Series three, we're back. Tees feels great. Uh, happy Black History Month again. It's it's a leap year, so we get an extra day. More black history. More black history. Let's do it. Until next week, we're out of here, folks. <laughs>